the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Be patient indeed. Be patient. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Uh, feels like we have been um, under siege for a long time, doesn't it? Is this week two? This is week two, I believe. The pandemic edition of the ride home mm-hmm. has been Continuing. going on for a long. T- I don't even know how long. I, I I don't think it's really helpful for any of us to keep track. Oh, I, <laughs> I like to keep track. Oh, great! So, you're, we so if we're ever in prison together, oh yeah, I'll be I'll course, be the guy because we'd have adjoining cells, right, right? Right. Then you'd be the person who'd be like marking every mm-hmm, day mm-hmm. on your wall, right. and I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're just gonna settle in. Yeah, I'll it's be Papillon, be right? Trying to escape one day at a time. I'll be Steve McQueen with the ball. <laughs> speaking of ball. Yeah. Oh, speaking of ball. Yeah. Happy opening day. Happy opening day. At 5 o'clock this afternoon, we're going to talk about opening day. And we're going to have some uh, good baseball memories. And we're going to talk about the things about spring we're looking forward to. I'm wearing my pirate gear today. Good for you. I feel good about you came it. came to represent. Very excited. Yeah. Anyway, but before we launch into that, um, the New York Times has presented the case, John, mm-hmm. for doing nothing. Okay. The word of the day is Nixon. Yes. N-I-K-S-E-N. Right. N-I-K-S-E-N. Mm-hmm. We're talking about doing nothing, being nothing. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, from a um, a Christian perspective, perhaps, it might be contemplative. Although maybe... Contemplation. Yes. Although yeah. contemplation itself is doing something, isn't it? Yes. I guess it is. It is. But you have to... But I think what it's advocating... Oh, Let's start it this way. Okay. I think for those who are staying at home right now in particular, you can boomerang – or not boomerang. You can pendulum from one to the other. So one side is that you are absolutely trying to do everything. You're trying to maintain your same work schedule. You're trying to take care of your, your kids. You're trying to take care of your dog. You're trying to paint the room that you always wanted to paint. You're overloaded with stuff you're going to do. That's one side. Right. The other side is people who are watching Netflix all day. Yeah. Who people, you know, you're still in your pajamas. Right. It's after four o'clock. Exactly. Exactly. So is there some type of happy medium where you could be productive and your productivity could be enhanced, John, by periods of doing nothing? Yes or yes. no? Yes. Yes. Undoubtedly. Yes. yes. Okay. So yes, because you do this. I do do this. Okay. Um, and I do this as well. Yeah. We've never talked about it. Um, I'll sit at my desk at home. You know, <laughs> over the weekend and uh, continuing into you know the week. At one point, I said to my wife, "I got to stop looking at screens. I have just got to stop. I mean, you know, it's just it's it." It's just endless, right? There's always a screen. I know. Right now, look, look wait, wait. One, two, mm-hmm. three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got, I got my phone here too. I just we have the word ten is. screens, ten screens right. in this space. 
That's insane. 11. Yeah. Okay, oh. 11. It's crazy. Okay, so you decided you had to get away from your screens. I mean, it was like a despair. I had a moment of like, uh, I, I have to stop. I, I need to get away from screens. And so you went off and did what? I regularly, and I do this even before I went into the despair, but since, you know, the pandemic has come upon us, I regularly, I feel like, you know, I'm 90 years old. I sit in the backyard. Mm-hmm. If it's 30 degrees or 20 degrees, I sit in a, <laughs> sit in a chair in the backyard mm-hmm. for See? long stretches. Really? With a coat on, a hat. Sometimes I've got gloves. I just sit there. My 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 kid. My, one of my kids said to me a while ago, like in January, Dad, I'm worried. I think the neighbors are going to report you <laughs> for what for squatting. <laughs> like, I just sit. Generally speaking, Olga Mecking says in the New York Times, our culture does not promote sitting still. Mm-hmm. And that can have wide-reaching consequences for our mental health, our well-being, our productivity, and other areas of our lives. And technology, she says, doesn't make it any easier. The smartphone you carry with you at all hours makes it almost impossible to truly unplug and embrace what? Idleness. Idleness. And by keeping ourselves busy at all times, we may be losing our ability to sit still because we've rewired our brains. Do you remember daydreaming? I daydream now. Yeah. I I am like you. I feel like it if there are times when I am sitting still and not thinking about anything and then of course your mind starts thinking about something because right. you can't think about nothing. It's better for me. It's better for me to get into a different place, a different world to be thinking about something different to kind of I think it's essential. I think the case for doing nothing is proven. Yeah. But not all the time. It's hard, though. Well, I mean, people say, I'm going to do nothing, and then they'll sit and watch TV. That's not doing nothing. No, no. And reading's not doing nothing. No. And Can you playing sit an alone? instrument isn't doing It really is just sitting there. And if you've never done it before, set your timer for 15 minutes or something and just sit and just see what happens. Okay. I think that's that's good advice. I'll, I'll take that for today. Let's daydream together, right? Let's do nothing together. But let's not daydream and do nothing 12 hours a day. Well, I mean, could you imagine doing nothing for 12 hours a day? I think there are a lot of Americans right now no, who no, no, are no. engaging no, in. They're, no, they're watching television, hmm. right? You're streaming stuff. But really, who among us, like, remember that years ago we watched that uh, documentary on Frontline about people living in solitary confinement? I'll never forget it. It was horrific, right? Changed me forever. So people in isolation, and that's a whole other story, but what is that like to be in forced isolation where you have nothing? Mm-hmm. No book, no screen, nothing other than your th- your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Look, who do we talk to? Who was the pastor uh, in the Turkish prison? Pastor Andrew Brunson. Uh, Andrew Brunson. Believe me, didn't he? In his terror, he did nothing for all that time. Mm-hmm. He prayed. Mm-hmm. He was in despair. He worried. But again, praying isn't doing nothing right. either, right? So you mentioned the word Nixon, N-I-K-S-E-N. It's a Dutch word, mm-hmm. which basically just means doing nothing. Now, what I think is so important about the doing nothing is that you can move from that state into prayer, or you can move from that state into something creative, or from that state into something with your hands. But if you, as Andy Crouch said, creativity is always on the other side of boredom. Right. 
And if you never let yourself get bored, then you're going to miss out on the creativity that's just waiting on the other side. I'm into that. Yeah, okay. All right. So I, I would say, as part of our daily routine, no matter if you're working or not, find some time to do nothing just, and to daydream. Right. To sit. If it's weird for you, start with five minutes. Mm-hmm. And if it turns into a prayer, it turns into something else, let it. That's, That's fine. But at least you started with what the Dutch call Nixon. Nixon, N-I-K-S-E-N. I like it. All right. We have a terrific show, John. I'm Boy, excited about today. Yep. Really? Five o'clock hour. Joshua Swamidas back with us. He's going to do a COVID Q&A. Now, we've talked about this. We've read all sorts of articles. But we haven't had a physician on before who's been able to just answer whatever questions pop up. Yeah. So if you've never uh, streamed, this is the perfect day to do it. So find us on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM, and you can submit your questions right there on Facebook in the 5 o'clock hour. I would be happy to transfer them right onto the good doctor who will tell us Excellent. everything he knows about that. So that's at 5 o'clock. Also, Jerry Boyer in this Jerry hour. Boyer, economist extraordinaire. What a mind. He says, we in America have created two false idols. One is our GDP, and one is our medical risk management. What happens when they start to fight? What's next? 101.5 WORD. At home, at work, or when home is work. We're here with the information, teaching, conversation, music, inspiration, and hope you need right now. Use your smart speaker to connect to Pittsburgh Station, sharing the word that changes the world. Okay. Find us at The Word Pittsburgh, 101.5 WORD. Do you currently get regular structured settlement or annuity payments from an insurance company for a personal injury, auto accident claim, wrongful death, or inheritance? If so, you don't have to wait for months or even years to get the cash you need now. Now to cover urgent expenses like debts, tuition, medical bills, or exciting events like a new baby or down payment on a home. With over 25 years experience, J.G. Wentworth, the country's leader in structured settlement purchasing, has helped thousands of people get the cash they need. Call today at 800-741-5929. We offer flexible options that pay you a lump sum of cash for a portion of your payments, ensuring you get the money you need now while still receiving future payments from your structured settlement or annuity. And unlike others, J.G. Wentworth is a direct funder and can streamline the process, helping you get the lump sum of cash you need faster. For your free cash now quote, call 800-741-5929. That's 800-741-5929. 800-741-5929. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over eight 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. Save on the essentials during Cole's Friends and Family Sale. This Wednesday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off. And save on women's denim. Sonomographic tees are just $7.99. And get quilts for just $47.99. Plus, take $10 off your kids' sale purchase of $50 or more. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Right now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid March 25th to 29th. 10 off 50 kids with promo code KIDS10. 20% off with promo code Shop Friends. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See school at Kohl's.com for details. Pandemic. Market drops. Elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. 
Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 10 for your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane. Or call Accurate Solutions Group now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. If you've been reading the news this week, there was a lot of conversation about grandparents dying for the sake of the economy. Have you followed along? Uh, a little bit of that, yeah. I mean, it's a weird it twist, is, It is right? a weird thing that people are talking about. Right. So what is the worth of life? And should we sacrifice the older generation for the sake of a dollar? I mean, it's... A- I mean, that's a, that's a preposterous... I can't stand arguments like that because they're they're just... They're so ridiculous that I think they reveal more about the vacancy of our mental processes than they ever get us to anything useful. <laughs> Jerry Boyer is with us. Jerry's a regular guest on our show. Jerry is editor of Town Hall Finance. Jerry, how are things with you and your family? Uh, things are great with us. How are Good. things with you two and your family? We're strong. All of us are strong and healthy here. Thanks for asking. Good. Good. Um, but I agree with what Kathy just said, that this is really revealing that maybe our mental processes and underneath them our spiritual processes aren't exactly healthy. That at roughly seven days into a quarantine, we're starting to, you know, wonder just how economically productive grandma is. Um, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's something off with the culture that, I mean, I'm not saying that there never are lifeboat scenarios in the world. There are, and there's trolley problems, and there's moral philosophers who spend time running those. But, (laughs) um, you know, it's a little premature and a little unwise and a little horrifying. Is it ever? So, Jer, can you you sort of sketch the scenario of how this came to be? Was this – this was uh, first generated by the lieutenant governor of Louisiana. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know who was patient zero. On the, is, you know, is grandma paying her own way? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I've seen it bubbling up um, from the grassroots, mostly, sadly, grassroots conservatives. That's my tribe um, saying we, we're going to commit economic suicide and shut down forever. I mean, you know, people die. They do it all the time. And only this many people died of coronavirus. And this is, you know, it's a hundredth of the time of the number of people who die in flu. There's a lot of dodgy math flowing or floating around. Um, and, um, and I saw that kind of, you know, bubble up a little bit. Then there was, you know, something from the Lieutenant governor of Louisiana. And then there was a Senator who was on Tucker's show, um, and then Britt Hume, who I love dearly, but what was he thinking, you know, said something that kind of verged on this. Um, the Wall Street Journal editorial board, um, to my great chagrin, I know a lot of those people i have been on that page, um, started to talk that way almost a week ago about a great nation can't shut down for long and, you know, a little, a little bit of this kind of death panel kind of thinking. Right. Um, and it's really shocking because uh, I mean, we conservatives were like really worried about death panels under Obamacare, right. and and we had reason to be. You do tend to get death panels when you have national you know health care, um, and so we were you know right to be concerned about that. But now the same tribe 
that was scaring us, the Glenn Becks of the world who were scaring us about death panels, seem to be wanting to form little internet or online or radio kind of pickup games of death panel to just start to talk about who do we really need and what death levels are are um, you know acceptable uh, as a trade-off to GDP. It's a really toxic discussion. It's a really toxic way of looking at the world, and it is completely alien to the way a biblical worldview would approach these issues. A biblical worldview, though, Jerry, doesn't devalue something like GDP and certainly doesn't devalue uh, human life. So if both of those things are considered as important in a Christian worldview, what happens when it seems like there are moments when you have to choose? Or is that the false equivalence? You just said it. They asked and answered. What happens when it seems like you have Mm -hmm. to choose? Mm -hmm. Um, so not to sound like hyper-spiritual here or whatever, but that's kind of like that the devil's conversation. He likes conversations where, where we think that God is stingy and that God is cruel and that life is made up of bad choices um, where we play one off against, against one another. That's never the way the Bible approaches issues like this. The Bible approaches issues saying, I mean, the basic structure, you look at the Torah, for example. There are quarantine rules in the Torah, right? There's dealing with lepers. Um, there's, you know, there's dealing with disease conditions. There's dealing with sewage, et cetera. Um, now, it kind of looks bad for GDP to tear down a leper's house. Um, and yet, God says, if you follow all of my commandments and all of my laws and all of my precepts and all of my judgments, you will prosper and live long. God never plays those things off against one another. Um, and we shouldn't either. The God conversation is, how do we act wisely and decrease the number of trade-off scarcity, so hard to make grandma or making a living kinds of decisions, and you just shift the whole conversation not to how do we make things less horrible in a world that's getting more horrible, but rather how do we redeem the whole situation, and we do it by stopping this trading off of goods against one another. Again, that's what the devil does. Um, You know, he, he gets us to he takes one good and makes it the enemy of another good, whereas God never does that. He never says, well, I want you to choose this good over that other good. God always always says there is a good way of living. In the, in the Hebrew Bible, it's, it's called shalom. It's everything as it should be, everything right and prospering together. And then there's a bad way of living, which is the way of death and poverty. The good way of living is the way of life and prosperity. And we've gotten ourselves stuck in a life versus prosperity dilemma, which is just not the way to look at this at all. Right. So as I heard this conversation unfold this week, Jerry, I started thinking back to uh, Dickens' A Christmas Carol, where Ebenezer Scrooge famously talked about decreasing the surface population. So, you know, this has been, this conversation, as you rightly pointed out, has been part of the Torah or part of popular culture for thousands of years. Yeah, and you look at that, you look at that moment when that's written, you know, that was at the beginning of a time when Western civilization implementing biblical ideas was about to do two things. It was about to vastly increase the lifespan of humanity um, and the lifespan of babies because they had a serious problem with premature death and with infant death. Um, they were about to vastly in, increase human life, and they were also about to vastly increase human prosperity because those things go together. We embrace the biblical principles and really in many ways a Hebraic, a Torah-type uh, point of view. And what did we get? We didn't get money but death, and we didn't get life 
but poverty, we got both because that's the shalom that comes. Um, and Dickens was right to put that foolishness into the mouth of, of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. It was Malthus's uh, where mouth that originally came out of. And he was right to show us that you can have both at the same time. Jerry, In fact, you almost yeah. can't have both. You, you, it's, they have to go together. Places that uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I know you started to say something. No, just please, one other thing I want to get off my chest: the, the vice, pre- the former vice president Joe Biden. Not only did he do political here, said, but we, you know, we're not, we do not lose one. We should not lose one life in order to add a point, one more point to right. the Dow. Well, yeah, of course we shouldn't. Yeah. But that's never been the decision. The places in the world where life is cheap are the places mm-hmm. in the world where the stock market is cheap too. The places, places in the world that value human life for the most part are the places that also have high levels of wealth, high GDP output, high levels of productivity, um, high levels of – and then have high levels of the stock market. It's a human flourishing thing, and it all fits together. Okay, Jerry, I'm with you on everything you're saying. I think it's interesting, however, that that goes against what I think – I'm thinking of, of the Christians that I know who are living – a devout, committed Christian life, I think oftentimes they're thinking that they have to make a choice between money and the good, that whatever things have to do with money or financial resources of any kind are somehow too much of, they're maybe too alluring or they're too much of a temptation. And so they have to be avoided at all costs or they have to be minimized. Yeah, well, they are alluring, and even Jesus talks about the deceitfulness of money. I'm not going to deny that, but Jesus probably talks more about the deceitfulness of religious status. So I know a lot of people who say, oh, money, you know, they're very suspicious of wealth, and they're suspicious of people who have high income, but they are completely honed in on and to some degree addicted to church status and spiritual status. They're very proud of how they don't make a lot of money, and they're very proud of how religiously rigorous they are as opposed to money. So any good thing can become a temptation. I mean, you know, Jesus warns us about honoring father and mother too much if we don't follow him and we follow the old ways. So there's nothing, there's no good that can't become an idol. But what we tend to do is we're like hypersensitive to other people's idols. Um, and not to our own. So there is a, there is a kind of Christian yeah. Yeah, yeah. who's really proud of being poor and really suspicious of people who aren't, um, but they've got their own idols, like the idols of religious status. Um, so they're not free from it. None of us are. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Jerry Boyer is with us. Jerry is the editor of Town Hall Finance. So, Jerry, as you joined us, you talked about our tribe, the tribe that we are part of, you know, conservative Christians for the most part, right? Um, yes. And, and that kickback, that blowback from when people are talking about, well, what do we do with grandma? Well, we've been rightly criticized because people have been saying, well, of course, you know, you're the party of pro-life. You're the pro-life party. Um, babies, yes. But the elderly, no. So, you know, we're, we're going to take care of the babies. We're all about not, not having abortions in this country. But what right. about, you know, when people get older, well, we're ready to just throw them under the bus because times are getting hard. Yeah, well, yeah, but it wasn't more than like 15 minutes ago before we were babies and old people. Yeah, you know, we were right, warning right. about euthanasia, and now we're like, oh, GDP is going to go negative? Ah, uh, well, it's only people over 80 with pre-existing conditions who die from this. Yes, it's people over 80 with pre-existing conditions. There are a lot, a fair number of people over 80, and they almost all have pre-existing conditions. And that's exactly what the death panel people were saying. Right. Quality of life versus quantity of life. And does it really make sense to impoverish our children, you know, for somebody who's not going to live that long anyway? So we sound exactly like our opponents. Uh, and, and that's 
sad it's and atrocious. it's revelatory. It's, it's, it really is. I got to be honest, guys. When I read this stuff, it makes me like a little like physically sick to my yeah, stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. It's a hard cringe. I, mean, I, I get a little like a, like a dizzy thing and a little sickness in the pit of my stomach and think, you know, if this is what happens when the wood is wet, what will happen when it's dry? I mean, we've had – it's it, what is, this, uh, is this day 11 of the quarantine? That's what we were just John, talking John's about. John's keeping track. I, I'm not. I believe it is. I mean, I would say the quarantine for me was starting last Monday, right? Yeah, okay. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, so we're less than two weeks into the quarantine. Exactly. <laughs> And we're already starting to, like, when I was a kid, I remember there was this, um, um, I think it was Bugs Bunny or something. They're in a lifeboat, um, right? And, you know, I think Bugs is looking at the Daffy Duck or something like that, and he starts to look like a like a cooked chicken or something like that. I remember like this, that. yes. We're already starting to look at one another and say, oh, mm, you know. Uh, uh, I'm grief. Is, it's, it's pretty horrible. It sure is. But, okay, but here's the grace of it. Now we know. You know, we know we we now know where we are, so now we know what to start repenting of. If if it's not revealed, then we don't really know how much we've gotten caught up in a fear mindset and a scarcity mindset mm, and a groupthink mindset and a whatever the mass media says must be wrong mindset and the idolatry of GDP. Look, I'm an economist. I love GDP growth. It's a wonderful thing, but you know we can lose a couple of quarters of GDP. And to take reasonable precautions about the elderly, we don't have to sacrifice them on the altar of a number. Um, we can we can come back out of this sprinting. Not, this isn't destroying infrastructure. This is not destroying our fundamental economy. We won't forget how to run the machines. We won't forget how to run the cash registers if we're off for a month and a half. We can come back, and uh, you know, a large proportion of that GDP will be made up in a couple of makeup quarters. So, we don't have to choose between prosperity and dignity of human life. Well, then, Jer, in some ways, was this you know death panel the the rise of that this past week was that echoing President Trump because you know President Trump this past week said, well, the churches are going to be full on Easter Sunday. Sunday. And of course, everyone's saying, well, that's far too soon. Easter's, you know, three weeks away. Not, you know, it's, it's less than that. It seems like we're just pushing this and we're afraid of the suffering that is at hand. Yeah, well, we're echoing President Trump, absolutely. And he's also sort of echoing us, right? Because he has a Twitter account and he reads mm-hmm. um, and he watches Fox News and he listens to talk radio. So I don't know who started it. Um, but let's start to end it now. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. It is shameful. It is, it is evil. Um, and, you know, next year we will be embarrassed and ashamed at how we acted in this moment unless we pivot now. There is room yes. in American economic production to take a quarantine. Ancient civilizations that lived hand to mouth could handle quarantine. You read quarantines in the Bible. There are quarantines in the history of Rome. Poor villages with subsistence economies got through quarantines. The greatest economy in the history of the world can handle a quarantine uh, and protect its 85-year-olds with diabetes uh, quite easily. Thank you, Jerry. We're talking oh my Jerry gosh, Boyer. I'm going to start cheering for him. Jerry we have Boyer. to go to a commercial break only because it's getting too good. It's excellent. Editor to of Town off. Hall Finance, Jerry Boyer is with us. He's going to stick around. We hope that you do as well. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
This Lenten season, Bistro to Go is breaking with tradition to keep tradition alive. For the first time ever, Bistro to Go on the north side has fried something. Crispy, flaky, tasty white fish fried a perfect golden brown just for you and your family. Get four for 44. That's four portions of fish fried or baked, plus mac and cheese and coleslaw for just 44 bucks. Order an hour ahead and Bistro to Go will have it hot and ready for curbside pickup straight to your trunk. Feed a family of four for 44 with BistroandCompany.com. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. From the moment you met, It's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how. At TrinityJewelers.com. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to PureTalkUSA.com and enter promo code half off. That's PureTalkUSA.com promo code half off. The message Liberty Mutual Insurance customizes your coverage so you only pay for what you need is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you can customize your coverage so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, mild with periods of rain and a low 48. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a high 63. Tomorrow night, mild with times of rain and a thunderstorm. Some will be heavy late. Watch for flooding with a low 50. Saturday, variable cloudiness with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm with a high 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. We're spending time with Jerry Boyer. Jerry is the editor of Town Hall Finance. And... uh, 
talking about death panels and grandma. The absurdity of it. Yes. Crying out loud, we're going to sacrifice grandma for a couple points of GDP and think that that's some kind of worthy conversation Grandma, to stay. I love you. Good. Nice. All right, Jerry. Um, so false equivalence. Let's talk about the uh, story of Solomon, the two women, and the baby. Uh, you, you wrote about that a little bit yesterday. Give me your perspective. First of all, tell the story. Um, before that, can I, I, I just say something to you, too? Please. Yes. I'm, I'm sitting here with tears in my eyes because I don't, I don't know about you, but sometimes I look at the conversation in the world and I feel alone. Mm. And it's like, you know, the world is, has the whole world gone crazy? Yes. Yep. 100%. And what, what, I'm, what I'm seeing is that, no, there are a lot of people who haven't. Um, and um, I was on with a different station, same company, this morning, and I heard the same thing. So the, the people with the megaphones in front of megaphones in front of megaphones are out there saying horrible things. But what I see is that there are uh, just so many people who are stepping back from that and saying, wait a minute. Um, maybe I was with you before. Maybe you were my favorite host or my favorite author, but I'm not with you on this. Mm-hmm. And I just want to let people who are listening, because a lot of people are over 70, you know, who listen sure. to Christian radio, right? And a lot of people are like, wait, that's me. You know, I thought we were on the same side. And now you're talking right. about sacrificing me. And there are a lot of younger people who love their parents and love their grandparents and love the dignity and love human dignity. And they're sad and sick, too. And you're not alone. And talking to you guys is just a reminder to me yeah. um, that I, I'm not alone either. My and my family and my friends, we're not alone. There really are people who see what's wrong with what's been going on. That's here. really good, Jerry. Thank yep. you for that. Because I'm the same way. Because, you know, if you sit down, and, and I don't know about you, but I try to choose my media carefully, especially now. So when I go home in the evening... I don't want to engage in cable television, but it is—it's the guys with the biggest megaphones who are driving us down to some, you know, room of despair. If I hear one more person's hot take, and I mean, I. Could like, but don't you do know? You God. do know this is true, just from being in your circles of believers, that there are many millions and millions and millions of people in this country right now who love Jesus and who know the truth and want good for all of mankind. They do, and they don't want to sacrifice human life. Uh, to economic prosperity, and they're also wise enough to know that you don't have to um, sacrifice human life for prosperity, that if we obey God and act wisely and be prudential, we can have both of those things. Mm -hmm. And it really is the devil who wants us to be thinking about which one of those we love more, because it turns them into dueling idols. When if we worship God and obey him, we can have a prosperous society that respects human dignity. In fact, that's what Western civilization, the rise of Western civilization, is when we stopped making those trade-offs. And we started to say, well, because the, the story before was, in order to have prosperity, you have to have slavery. That's mm-hmm. what the, all, the whole pagan world believed that, right. that you cannot yes. have universal human dignity right. and prosperity at the same time. And along come people with a Christian worldview, largely evangelicals, who said, no, no, no. You can have both. You can have free human beings who aren't treated as property, and you can have prosperity. In fact, you'll get more of both if you mm-hmm. do the right thing and act wisely, and we did. And even if you don't see in your human knowledge or understanding how that prosperity will come, there is a step of faith that you take when you honor what God has given you, and you step you step out in that faith, and you say, our obligation is to preserve human life, and we are going to do everything we can to do that while also believing that God is going to preserve the rest of society at the same time. 
Yeah, I'm reminded of a story um, when David and his mighty men were out on a raid. The Amalekites came, I think. I haven't checked this, but the Amalekites came and, and kidnapped all the women and children. And it was a horrible thing, and the men wanted to kill David over it. And they gave chase, but they didn't know where to give, give chase to. And they found a man dying in the wilderness um, who had been a slave of the Amalekites, and he was sick. Um, and because he was sick, the Amalekites said, no use to keeping him around. We'll just leave him to die. So they left him behind, dying in the wilderness, starving and dehydrating. And David's men, who were looking to rescue their wives and children, stopped and picked this man up, and they, and they brought him back to life. And then you know what he did when he was well enough to speak? He said, oh, you know, you're the followers of David. You're the Israelites. I know where they, where they took your wives and children. How about that? So are we the Amalekites, or are we— yeah. Yeah, are we going to are we, we going to are we going to trust that if we do the right thing and follow God that his provision is going to be there? Mm-hmm. And not you only know, not only his provision Jerry, but his wisdom and his knowledge is going to be there too. When Hitler decided to demonize Jews and we were an open society, he had no idea he was driving the best physicists in the world right. across the Atlantic. Yes. And yes. we had no idea that we were attracting mm-hmm. the best physicists in the world across the Atlantic. But we won World War II. And we basically started the atomic age because we had a basic Christian orientation and Hitler had a pagan orientation. It wasn't a strategy. We didn't say, you know what, we'll accept Jews fleeing from Europe, you know, because maybe there's some smart ones uh, who can help, who can run the Manhattan Project or whatever. Maybe we'll get an Albert Einstein. We didn't know what we were getting with those teeming masses, but it, it, we got some of the greatest mind in the world. And a, and a society that's an open society that treats, treats people with dignity will attack talent. And we don't know – it attracts a blessing, as you say, even a blessing we're not aware of in a mm-hmm. cause and effect way if we do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. So is it just a first world problem? I mean, they're not talking about, you know, this in Africa, are they? No, not much, um, because they're a more cohesive society, right? Um, the elders are integrated into the society, whereas we've fallen into a generation versus generation kind of conflict. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there are some really toxic conversations going on among young people, you know, referring to the disease as boomer remover. Right. Now, that's not I don't want to nutpick. There's a lot of young people who love their parents and love their grandparents. Right. But we, we have it. There's some, something about our culture has pit, pitted older against younger. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think it's Malachi prophesies and then it comes up in the Gospels. Uh, when the revival comes, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. So part of what's going on is that we allowed a wedge to get between generations and didn't see intergenerational um, intergenerational reconciliation as part of the gospel process. And now that's coming home to roost um, in a casual and cavalier attitude towards the life of the elderly. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to take a break. Jerry, we're going to put you on hold. We'll be back with Jerry Boyer in just a couple of minutes after our commercial break. I really do want to ask him about King Solomon. We got so excited about other things. No, but I'm fabulous. telling you, I'm asking him, John. I don't care what you say. I'm it's asking him about King Solomon. Stick around. We'll be back in a few minutes with Jerry Boyer. You may remember the buzz created by the film The Passion of the Christ, but what about the crucial spiritual questions that movie didn't consider? Why did Jesus have to die? And what does his death mean for you today? Examine those questions with John MacArthur as he launches a study titled 
the Crucifixion Chronicle here on Grace to You tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Don't you love that feeling when you've just nailed your look? When someone you barely even know comes up to you and says, Oh, I love that outfit. Where did you get it? That's how it feels to use Stitch Fix. They're a personal styling service. Tell them what you love, and they send great clothes for you to try on at home. Stitch Fix is simple. Sign up in just a few minutes. Tell them about the brand you love and the looks that make you feel great. Stitch Fix is convenient. Get everything delivered right to you. So you can try on new styles in the comfort of your own home. Stitch Fix is on your terms and priced to fit your budget. There's no subscription required, ever. Keep what you want and send back anything you don't. So, isn't it time you started nailing your look? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for women, men, and kids. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like that much-needed 125-inch flat-screen TV. It's hurting my eyes a lot. For your 100-square-foot bedroom. My neck isn't so much stiff as it's completely stuck. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh-oh, I'm seeing color splotches. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join Mike Badalini for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. here on WORD. You can also call Mike Badalini now for your complimentary customized retirement and income kit and 115-page retirement and income book at 844-449-SAFE. That's 844-449-7233. We're back with Jerry Boyer. Jerry is the editor of Town Hall Finance. He is a terrific friend and addition to our program on a monthly basis. And I really wanted to ask about Solomon, but now I want to ask about something more, Jerry. <laughs> Mixing it up. Make your choice. Okay, so, maybe we can have both. Okay, well, maybe you can ask both. there was this New York Times article that John and I talked about at the start of the show called The Case for Doing Nothing. It talked about the, uh, the madness of busyness that has afflicted a lot of professionals, a lot of people in general in the West and particularly in America. And uh, the writer of the article, Olda Mecking said, there's a way out of the madness. It's not more mindfulness exercise or a healthy diet. What I'm talking about is doing nothing, or as the Dutch call it, Nixon, N-I-K-S-E-N. So she goes on to present her case for the fact that sometimes during the day, unplugging and specifically not thinking about something is valuable. What do you say? Yeah, I think that's right. I think you need clear spaces. Be still and know that I am God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, be still. That's all. That's King Jamesy. It's shut up and know that I am God, right? Um, I think there's a there's there's definitely a place for not fretting, not you know, not efforting, 
Um, uh, and I mean, you know, I, we just heard what the Dutch call it. I mean, you know, I think the Torah calls it Sabbath. Um, there's a time for Sabbathing. I mean, if you look at the Tanakh, you look at the Old Testament, um, I mean, one year in seven, they do basically no work. Um, and then one day in seven, they do no work. And then there's a whole bunch of other festivals on behalf of that. So it's definitely a society that had its tune down and turn down and tune out moments. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't like, oh, but we have to keep working because, you know, we'll boost our ancient Israelite equivalent of GDP. Um, when you're living wisely, you can rest and work, and your rest helps you work better, and your work helps you rest better. They're not enemies of one another. And so, yeah, I think there really is an argument. And this is what we ought to be doing. We have an enforced Sabbath rest, so rest. I mean, if it goes an extra week or two or three, okay, it's a staycation. <laughs> really, rest, relax. I'm an economist. I'm telling you, we can handle this. Yeah. Um, I mean, the ancient Israelites were a subsistence agricultural economy, and they could take off for a year. We can take off for a month. Really, honestly, we can, and we can afford it. That is, um, that, is a that is a really good point. All right, so, Jerry, let me ask you. This is a personal question. I want to know, like, what you guys are watching or reading. I mean, how are you – you already work a lot from home, and you do a lot of idea generation and a lot of, of productivity. But when you're not being productive, what are you and Susan interested in watching? Well, I mean, if you want to know what are we like, what are we binge watching right yeah, now? Exactly, that's what um, I'm asking. It's going to sound funny. Uh, you ever hear of the Thin Man series, oh, the Dashiell sure. Hammett? Yeah, so it's a uh, Myrna Loy and no. was it William Powell. Yes, uh, William Powell. Okay. So Susan Great. and I and our youngest daughter Mercy are binge watching. Mm -hmm. Um, we got it from our son, our oldest son, Chris, and his um, and our daughter-in-law, uh, daughter-in-law, Courtney. So they own the box set. So just before the Great Plague came along, we didn't know it was coming, but I thought, you know, I'd like to watch The Thin Man again. Yeah. So okay. they lent us the box set. And so we've been, you know, when, when we're not working, we've been binge watching our, through, our way through this, I don't know, it's 1930s or 1940s yeah, it's screwball comedy mystery mm -hmm. uh, called The Thin Man. And it's been, it's really nice and it's sweet. So that's what we've been doing. Good. That sounds really good. Okay. What about, does music enter in or are you watching old, uh, you know, sports contests or books or what else? are you doing with your time music is is coming in big time okay um so we're kind of going back and forth between uh three playlists um one is what i call my fun playlist which is a whole lot of motown uh stuff like that um th then we have the classical um which is a lot of uh especially baroque music if it ain't baroque fix it um and also on on facebook i said hey you know let's you know, let's, uh, i quoted from ephesians you know speaking to one another with psalms hymns and spiritual songs giving thanks in all things so i said you know give it, give me give me links to your best worship music mm. um and so there's i don't know maybe a hundred of them we haven't listened through all of them it's all sorts of different styles you got some johnny cash you got some modern praise stuff you've got some you know medieval chants um so just kind of listening our way so those are, those are our three playlists and it's wonderful to come back and i'm just loving the music and it's so calm and comforting and isn't it the right thing to do at a time yes. like this? yes it is indeed yeah okay jerry before we let you go though because you know you did say with great confidence we can afford to do this 30 days However, there are people talking about, you know, the Great Depression Part Two. I mean, is is that on the table? 
Well, who, I mean, if we do something really stupid politically, um, the Great Depression Part One was caused by political mistakes. There wasn't anything. I mean, we had a dust bowl, but um, you know that wasn't the driver of, of the Great Depression. It was unforced political errors. Um, so let's say that we end this too early. Right. We end the pandemic early because we want to keep the GDP up and then we get like a second pandemic on top of the other one. And people are afraid to go out and the thing grows really fast and the hospitals are overrun. Let's say we take a political uh, uh, turn towards fascism or a political Mm -hmm. turn towards socialism, which is that what tends to happen with pandemics is people do crazy things. And we're already talking crazy. We're already talking a little bit like fascists or, you know, remember, you know, day 11 um, and we're already there. So we could do all sorts of stupid things, but I'm just saying shutting down the economy for a month, two months, um, you know, which is really only shutting down about 20 percent of the economy, shutting down about 20 percent of the economies, which is almost entirely optional retail and leisure. Absolutely. If we don't do anything stupid politically, we can absolutely come back from that and have a makeup economy. We can have makeup quarters. Last question for you, Jerry. It's probably unfair to bring this up in just the couple minutes we have left. But, but what about Solomon? No, I'm not going to ask about <laughs> Solomon. I'll get in touch with you about that offline. But uh, Washington Post says the Dow soars more than 1,300 points for its third straight day of gains. Yeah, because we panicked. So we're coming back to reality. I can tell you, um, and I'm not saying this for the first time, for the past three weeks, Susan, I've been buying, not selling. I'm just talking personally. I'm not talking for any of the funds that I'm associated with. Yeah. I'm not speaking for any of my business associates. Um, uh, so I, this, that was, this was a great – this was maybe a once-in-a-generation buying opportunity. Um, so remember, to go back to another black-and-white movie. You know, Potter's not – is selling. He's buying. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of you are going crazy. Um, when they had the great panic, Potter said, you, only two people in this town weren't losing their heads, you, George Bailey, and me. Um, so don't lose your head. Uh, you know, what I'm seeing is a crowd that looks like that group that's all going down to the bil- uh, Bailey building and loan right. to pull their money out um, at 20 cents on the dollar. Um, a mob's are almost never right. Mm. The smart bet is usually do the opposite of what the mob is doing. Very good, because after all, it is a wonderful life. (laughs) And worth living (laughs) for every one of them. God bless us all, every one. Very nice. Jerry, it's always a pleasure. And when a man leaves, he leaves an awful big hole behind, even Mm. if he's 85 years old with diabetes. Amen. You preach that. Thank you, Jerry. Always good, Jerry. My pleasure. Love you, too. Love you, too. Jerry Boyer editor of Town Hall Finance, and uh, much more, really. Uh, worth a follow. Oh Check gosh. him out on social Can media. They? He posts regularly on Facebook. He has a presence on Twitter as well. And uh, a very wise, astute man. Hello, friends. It's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. We are hoping you are all healthy and safe. Our family wanted to let you know that because our cows are requiring twice-a-day milking, the spring house is still open for you to stop by for your farm fresher from our herd milk and hot-out-of-the-oven breads and buns and meats and cheeses and cookies and anything that will make life happy and comfy and easier during these uncertain times. Our buffet is still full of family recipe lunches and suppers every day to take home to eat at your own family table in our 
catering team even created a special take-and-bake meal, which you can check out online. We even ordered in extra toilet paper in case any of you are in a pinch. We've been so blessed this last week by customers thanking us for staying open and, best of all, telling us that they're praying for us. We just wanted to let you know that we are praying for all of you, too. Here's a big hug from all of us at the Springhouse to you. We love you. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade, where they're prayed for, known, and valued for who they are. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. She used to play hide-and-seek in your backyard. Now, she's getting married in it. So when you see a bare spot, you need something that patches it fast. Pennington One-Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bare spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington has been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One-Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One-Step Complete. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. So there's, you know, your Netflix queue, your Amazon Prime, yep. whatever, you know, whatever's on broadcast TV. But listen to this. I am really getting into watching and listening to old sporting events. Oh. I am loving this. I am loving this. Today. Yes. Today. What did we do this afternoon? Seventh game of the 1960 World Series. Bucks were ahead 9-7 in the uh, ninth inning. Behind. Yep. Uh, they're behind 9-7 in yeah. the ninth inning. All of a sudden, they're tied 9-9. You think, oh, game's over. Then what happens? Bottom of the ninth, who steps up? Bill Mazeroski. Unbelievable! It was so, I'd history. never heard the game. Oh, it's, I mean, I heard the last, but I'd never heard the game. Yeah, it was very hard to hear. It sure was. I had a really hard time hearing but it. But my heart swelled because I heard Bob Prince, yeah, the Gunner, back on radio. Uh, Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. The National Football League and NBA have an answer for sports fans in the U.S. who've run out of options to watch new live games. Do what I'm doing. Rewatch older games. Listen to this. The NFL has made every game since 2009 available for free streaming. What? On its direct-to-consumer service, NFL Game Pass. The subscription service, which costs $99 for a full season of access, will be available for free cool. in the U.S., until May 31st. Oh. Isn't that fabulous? What Don't game are you, you love watch? that? From 1999 forward. Uh, no, 2009 forward. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to watch the Steelers, Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals Super Bowl. Yeah, that's good. Because that is the greatest last two minutes of football 
I love it oh so gosh. much. It makes my heart glad. Oh my the NBA and Turner Sports also uh, yesterday removed the paywall for the League Pass subscription service until April 22nd. The service, which has multiple subscription tiers, offers full-length and condensed replay of all games from the current NBA season, as well as an archive of classic games and other programming. Oh, <laughs> really? So you can play some classic games? Yeah. All right, maybe they'll keep that- you up. Doesn't that sound like fun? Yeah, it does. I really, really like it. Okay, and it's great because all the angst is taken care of because you're only going to watch games that you know end well, like the 1960 World Series. I mean, Series. I'm not watching the Steelers play the Packers in oh, the Super Bowl. Oh, please do not. No, no, no. Mm-mm. I'm not. Nor am I watching the, uh, was it 95 when we lost to the Cowboys? Yeah, I think uh-huh. it was 95. How about the That Pens? was a nightmare. NHL. Um, I would not watch the Stanley Cup that we lost mm-hmm. against the uh, uh, against Detroit because right. I cried bitter tears. Did you cry, Mike? I sure did. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was rough. Who was the guy? Who was the guy from Pittsburgh? I can't remember his name. He ended up leaving the Pens after that year, and he sat on the ice for like oh. sixteen hours and right, cried. Right, right, right. Ryan Malone, exactly. Uh-huh. Ryan Malone. Ryan Malone. He Do you remember? In the clubhouse. Oh my yeah. gosh! There it's is sad. crying in hockey. Oh, there is. is crying in hockey mm-hmm. anyway so watch some old sporting events because there's i mean there's just endless good stuff yep okay uh we'll take a break and uh, reset with a little news and some weather and opening day yeah opening yes. day talk at the five o'clock hour then we're going to do a segment uh, ask the doctor uh joshua swamidas is going to join us to talk about all things coronavirus Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart. Tune in and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Coronavirus deaths and hospitalizations in New York up dramatically, a stark sign of the outbreak's increasing reach. Governor Andrew Cuomo said the state's death toll from the coronavirus jumped by 100 in one day pushing that number now to 385. Ford, Fiat, Chrysler, Honda, and Toyota are taking steps to restart North American factories that have been closed now to protect workers from the coronavirus. Stocks surging again on Wall Street as a massive coronavirus relief bill gets closer to passing Congress. Major indexes jumping more than 6%. The rally came even as a massive scale of the downturn Slamming the economy becomes more apparent with 3.3 million Americans applying for unemployment benefits last week. The Dow picked up 1,352 points today. This is SRN News. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? 
Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-797-5868. 800-797-5868. That's 800-797-5868. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Pandemic, market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 10 for your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane. Or call Accurate Solutions Group now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Tonight, mild with periods of rain in the low 48. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a high 63. Tomorrow night, mild with times of rain and a thunderstorm. Some will be heavy late. Watch for flooding with a low 50. Saturday, variable cloudiness with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm with a high 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Happy opening day to you. Hold on. Let me put up my... Uh, Happy opening day. There we go. Mm-hmm. For Major League Baseball. That's of course, right. it's uh, not happening. PNC Park, as we sit, is uh, empty across uh, all of Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. We're not going to see any action. They're talking maybe like July. We don't know. Here. Yeah. Ready? Yeah, uh, can I, should I? Okay. Oh, sure, very I, nice. Throughout the first pitch pitch with my left hand. That's not good, people. That's not good. I'm wearing my pirate gear. You look good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I feel good. I'm trying to hashtag represent people. Go Buckos. Who's the autographs on this ball? Jordy Mercer. Jordy? Where'd you get this? Uh, From a friend. Really? From a friend? From my friend Jordy. Jordy Mercer. What do you mean? Jordy? Jordy? Jordy Mercer. Your friend Oh, Oh. When did you do this? You didn't, I don't know. you didn't know when I did that? No, I don't know the story. Actually, it's it, there's no story because I did not get that from Jordy Mercer. A friend got it from Jordy oh, Mercer and I gave see. it to okay, me. Okay, all right, all right. Well, okay, so... I loved Jordy Mercer. Me Can too. we just go back and talk about don't that era? Can we talk about how... many how, guys did you think love? Think about the outfield. Think about Marte and McCutcheon. 
Polanco. And Polanco. To get and, you know, the jump and the high five the and, the, and the speed. Neil oh. Walker. Yeah. I mean, remember Neil Walker? Yeah, yeah. Kath, I mean, you, we could go down a litany. Uh, how many times when you watch a game? Remember you go, Russell Martin? Oh, yeah, sure. Fabulous. Who then was brought in and Cervelli came in for many, many I love years. Cervelli. Right? Love Cervelli. But I didn't mean, you love Russell Martin? Oh, sure. He Franco was solid Harris? as all get out. Franco Harris, get out of here. Frank, what are you talking about, Mike? Yeah. The heck? <laughs> Try to get some football in there. Thanks a lot. I love Jordan. No, no. So today's Major League Who Baseball third opening base? day. Who played third base in those days? Uh, we never really had a good third Oh, yeah. Base we had David Fries third. Oh, well, just for a short, yeah, for a short Yeah, for, but then this era, there was, yeah. I think he was here for three seasons. David Freese, that was a good I like David Freese a lot. What'd yeah. you say? Jay Hay. Jay Hay, shortstop. Oh, uh, Jay Hay. Remember Jay Hay? Jordy Mercer was second. Yeah. Who was the first? Oh, Pedro Alvarez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Pedro. <laughs> Remember <laughs> that? He went to Baltimore. Remember Pedro? Then he fell off the face of the earth. He yeah. went to, that guy went to. Uh, San Diego. Right. Didn't he go to San Diego? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a short cup his, of coffee. You know, his, um, his wife's brother... I believe also played for the Padres, as I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I don't know if there was a connection there or not. I'm just, <laughs> the wife's uh, brother. Not, well, uh, you know, baseball families. You yeah. know, they do they do a thing. No, I, I think um, you know, Faith Night is on the schedule at some point, right? So if they, yeah. if Major League Baseball starts up at some point, you know, we'll be there. Hope that you're there. Oh as my well. gosh! Okay. Okay. So obviously, opening day is not happening today, in spite yeah. of all of my pirate regalia. Let's talk about things, though. That we're going to look forward to because the beauty of opening day is never the game because how many opening days have you been to? About 50. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's snowed and the Pirates have lost. Mm-hmm. It's not about the day. I drive It's everybody. about what it represents. Yes, it is. It's what's coming. It's the glory of 162 games. Right. It's so awesome. Opening day is all about hope. Yes. Right? What is fresh and new and the long road that lay before us yes. and what is about to happen. Exactly. So you show up and you put the exclamation point there. I mean, that's just beautiful. All those. And then everyone sings and there's fireworks mm-hmm. and everybody gets together. There's marching bands, airplanes flying overhead. Right. It's the best day. Exactly. Now, okay. Let's go, Bucko. Oh, wait. Here we go. Opening day. Oh, I thought maybe it was going to be a, like, some pitch. kind of okay. famous player. So pre-pandemic, I was going, I'm not going to opening day. I've been, I've been to all these opening days. Mm-hmm. I'm going to boycott opening day. I'm going. Are oh, you? Oh, okay. Yeah, I now, go. this is what's interesting. Oh, I got to go. So there was a great article to, here. Yeah. Wall Street Journal. I'm all about Wall Street Journal today. Jared Diamond. His, uh, his title is, Opening Day was supposed to be about booing the Astros. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Like, you know, remember how hateful we were toward them? Oh, I'm, no, their day's coming. I mean, I still am. Oh, I'm still going to put that. Here's, but here's my question. I feel like by the time baseball comes back, we're going to be so glad mm-hmm. to be outside, to be watching baseball. I think all the hatred of the Astros... Not all, but no, a, no. I, I think a significant portion of it is going to fall away. I, I don't think, think so. I do. No. But I, think, well, I think it's just going to get stored up. That's no, all. No, I don't That's think all. so. I think people are going to be like, okay, whatever. You guys are morons yeah. and we dislike you. No, I think it's still We're gonna, moving on. I don't think so. Okay. All right. What else are you hopeful about? What are you looking forward to? Well, look, it's already happening right now. Like... Uh, I drive home every night and I see the forsythia. I see, you know, the red buds. I see everything starting to grow. I'm going to plant some tomato plants this year. Haven't done that for a long time. I always did, I always like growing How things. of you. But I, I don't want to have, like, my backyard look like, you know, this fortress having to protect myself against the deer. Because 
That's, well, then you're, I, I no, don't no. know if I'd waste my time with the tomato plant. Who was with us? Um, Doug Oster. Doug Oster. Doug Oster brought up a good point. I've been thinking about this. He is using fishing line, and then he's putting little pieces of fabric on there to alert the deer. They don't know that it's just fishing line. He said that the deer act, oh, well, that's a whole, that's a whole wall there. So if I can fool them. So you're going to do a fake wall. Kind of. If I can fool the deer, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. Mike, I don't know if I have a, some a lot of confidence that he's going to be able to do a fake wall and fool the deer. <laughs> who's endorsing this wall? Exactly. What, I'm, what do you mean? Who's designing the wall? I am. And who's building the wall? I, I am. And who's I'm funding also, the wall? Is it I the am? Mexicans? No, Are the no. Mexicans going to fund John's wall? <laughs> no, no, no. That's Please my don't. question. Don't get started. Uh, it's a fishing line wall. And Doug Oster, I might invite Doug over to my house. That be, I would that? like to see you and Doug do a project um, together. Me and Doug? Correct. I just want to invite Doug over to do the project, and I'll stand and watch him. That's all. Okay, Mike, can you think of anything that you're particularly looking forward to as we celebrate our own opening day? Um, I am just really, really loving this weather already. Mm-hmm. This weather? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to the weather. Appar- apparently, it's going to be 70 degrees this coming Sunday. Nice. 70 degrees. Fine, take it. Let's go. So, I am looking forward to grilling. Mm. Oh, my gosh, Mike. Yes. The smell of the charcoal. Yes. Yeah. The smell of the hot dogs. You do charcoal. Thing. You, yeah. Do you do charcoal? Yeah. Do you? Mm, I love the smell of charcoal. Yeah. I, do the charcoal. I love it. I have a pellet grill. Oh, Lottie does. Yeah, I do. Oh, wow. And wow. I so it's a smoker thing. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you that when you're smoking something on that grill, the whole neighborhood loves me. Do they? they just they because I mean they don't know me. Uh-huh. But the reason they love me is just because I'm just infusing our neighborhood with this glorious mm-hmm. aroma. All the stray dogs and it show goes, up. <laughs> right. Come on over, my friend. <laughs> anyway, I'm also looking forward to grilling. Uh, of course you are. I really am. What about yard work? Are you a, a yard work mm-hmm. person? Do you do you enjoy cutting the I, grass? Yes. Hmm? Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. I love I, it. I don't it's mind it's therapeutic for me. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's I got a riding mower. I'm always digging that. Burr, burr. I think I like, you know. Look at Kathy. But, burr, burr. You want to cut the grass? Look at her. You're not cutting the grass. Here's the deal. I, I have no. I I have I have never in my entire life cut the grass. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry to admit that. It's a horror. I I'm ashamed. I, I feel I feel badly about it. Wait wait. <laughs> Seriously, you've never cut the grass? No, not I never. Never. Have. Never. You've never laid hands on a lawnmower. <laughs> Doesn't that sound lame? I mean, yeah. even as I say it, I'm sorry. I can't believe that. I Any, grew up in a household where dad was in charge of the lawnmower, mm-hmm. and then I married a man who was in charge of the lawnmower. Well, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair and enough. so I, mean, I want you to things. know I do other things. I am a productive person mm-hmm. and a member of my but you don't know, you home want, society. Don't you want to like experience that? No, really. I, would have, I have never yeah, no. thought, boy, I'm really missing out. Really? How about a weed whacker? I've used a weed whacker. Oh, have you I done do, weed whacker? I'm guard. I'm, I like to garden. So you have used I, a weed whacker. Oh yeah, I've used a weed whacker. Well, that's kind of like cutting the grass. Trimmers, but I've never actually cut the grass. Hedge clippers too. Oh yeah. Okay, then that's fine. You're fine. You're Thanks. part of the yard work, Thanks, John. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. That's it's, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's weed still, whacking is a lot more different than cutting it's still the grass. pretty lame. No, it's not that lame. Okay. Thank you. All right. Coming up next, we're looking for your questions. We're going to have Dr. Jonathan Swamidas with us. He's a scientist and a physician, associate professor of laboratory and genomic medicine at Washington University in St. Louis. We're going to do a QA and a about uh, the coronavirus. So we welcome your uh, submissions, especially on Facebook. Find us there, 101.5 Word FM. 101.5 WORD. 
This is Bob Lapine from Family Life Today. During the current COVID-19 outbreak, we all need to be recentering, refocusing our hearts on what we believe, on what is true, and how we should live during this time. This week, we are preempting Rig Emily's and COVID-19. Join us next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare, and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So, yes, they can help share your needs, too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative. Whether you're single or married, you got a family, MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Harry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary? A bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days. Make 2020 a year you'll never forget. And join me, Sebastian Gorka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th, journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, and you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. For details, visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. It's happening. Wherever cupcakes are being frosted, songs are being recorded, and engines are being tuned, ADP is designing a better way to work. With industry-leading HR, talent, time, benefits, and payroll, more companies rely on ADP than any other HR partner, from small business to global enterprise. See how ADP can help you and your people achieve what you're working for at design.adp.com. ADP, always designing for people. Joshua Swamidas is with us. Dr. Swamidas is a scientist, a physician, associate professor of laboratory and genomic medicine at Washington University in St. Louis, where he uses artificial intelligence to explore science at the intersection of medicine, biology, and chemistry. Dr. Swamidas was with us maybe a month or so ago about the, uh, his new book, The Genealogical Adam and Eve, The Surprising Science of Universal Ancestry. But today, we're going to switch and talk about uh, current events. Dr. Swami Das, welcome back to the show. How are you today, sir? It's good to to be here. I'm doing well. I hope you are, too, with all the big changes in 
in the world since we last talked, right? Yeah, I yes. know. There have been so many changes. We're very grateful to still be broadcasting. And we're um, all healthy. Yeah, John and New Mike and I are all in the studio. Thank and uh, we're not in the same studio, but we're all in studios. And um, we're really happy that you're with us today, Jonathan. Um, let's start with some basic questions. And I did open it to our listening audience. Um, if they want to log on to Facebook, 101.5 Word FM, or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. And um, maybe there are some questions that they have uh, that you all have about the virus and about how it works and kind of what we can expect if the doctor knows you're you're uh, welcome to, to add those right here onto Facebook. All right, let's start here. Um, the president said that he wants to have the nation open again for Easter Sunday. Of course, that's what everybody wants, but uh, his detractors instantly said, oh my gosh, he's a moron. Why would he possibly say anything like that? Not only is he a moron, <laughs> he's dangerous, you know, well, and uh, so from your perspective, what about having a date like that? We can talk about, you know, whether that's important for the nation to have a, a bit of hope, a ray of hope. But what about from a um, from the perspective of a physician? Well, I would say that, first of all, of course, we all want to be back to normal yeah. and feel to be back in church by Easter. I mean, this is going to be a very different Easter for the American church, yeah. for sure, right? Um. And so if, that, if that's all Trump meant, then, well, sure, I'm, I'm sure we all share that, yeah. that feeling. The, the, the issue, though, is that we just don't have enough information really about this virus uh, to have any sort of confidence that would happen. I would actually say we have some pretty good – we have a really good reason to think that, that that's going to be far too soon. So okay. it would be, be, be a mistake. To, to gather face-to-face in churches right now, uh, or really in any gathering. I mean, this is a pretty dangerous virus. People are dying from it mm-hmm. across the country and across the globe, and it's here, and we, don't even, we haven't really been testing for it. So it's important that, you know, it, it's one of those times where we're going to have to really be thinking, what is the nature of church in a time when we can't actually see each other face-to-face? Right. So, Dr. Swami Das, then, then take us back. I mean, is it fair to say, you know, that this, and I don't, I don't even want to play a blame game. It is even beside the point. But how did this virus originate? Do you have any ideas that you can clue us in on? Yeah, so th- that's something that people really care about right now. There's been some really interesting scientific work being done. By the way, science is, the science regarding this virus has been really interesting to watch uh, just by how quickly it's been been progressing and things that would have taken decades to find out in the past about a virus like protein structure now happen essentially overnight. People are, are publishing this stuff. It's, it's really remarkable. And one of the things that people really cared about is what are the origins of this virus? And there's been a couple of crazy theories out there. There was one article that came out that said that it was a hybrid between HIV, the virus that causes AIDS, and coronavirus. That, that, that turned out not to be true. Um, there's also some ideas that it escaped from a lab. That's not, that's not very likely either. It really looks like it, it's very similar to uh, a bat coronavirus. And there's been some really interesting phylogenetic studies, which is with this technique of looking at uh, DNA to kind of reconstruct its past that show that it probably arose just in uh, December 2019. Hmm. And so once this was known, there's, of course, a, again, the blame game. The Chinese knew that this was happening. They sort of uh, did not, they weren't coming clean. 
it, it took hold very quickly, did it not? And people started to die. Yeah, it's you know we can we can blame people. I, I don't actually know. I mean, I would actually say that that's the wrong thing to do right now. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to war right now, not, not with another com- country or, or with people. We're going to war with something that's going to kill a lot of people right now. And we, we need to understand what caused problems so we can fix them and move forward together. And uh, th- 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 we're just not at the point to really blame one another right now. Yeah, now has there been mistakes being mad? And have there been mistakes that have been made? Absolutely, all over the all over the place. There's been mistakes made, and I think I think a lot a lot of people were caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not just people in China; it's also people here in the United States and people in Europe. Uh, and there's been very costly mistakes. Like here in the United States, we've really struggled to get testing. It's if you don't actually have a way to test if a patient actually has the virus quickly and easily it's kind of like driving you know your car in the middle of a snowstorm or without or with like paint across the windshield you right. just don't know exactly where you're going and what you're dealing with right. it's really dangerous and we we don't even have large-scale testing now even really i mean it's only i think in about a month or so that that's going to be coming online that's really impacted uh impacted things for us in, in ways that I, I think it's going to take time to even untangle, untangle that. But I don't even think you, I don't think you can really trace that to one person's error. This is one of those things where you know society isn't really built to manage a gigantic threat like this. Full scale, like this. Right, right. So then, what about? We don't plan for this. Can you talk about symptoms? Because, you know, people are thinking, well, I want to go get tested. I may have this. Um, and I wonder, you know, what are those central things that are consistent throughout? I mean, they've been talking about the dry cough, uh, the body aches and things like that. What are those things that are central to the diagnosis, even if you're just, you know, self-diagnosing yourself? Well, I would say that right now, I'd strongly recommend against self-diagnosing, mm-hmm. and if you are sick, to reach out to your to your doctor. and And now most physicians have moved to telemedicine now, so it's actually a lot easier. And just and let them know and ask. Now there there's a lot of things that we're still finding out about this virus. Um, so it, it seems like it might be very different in different people. So people, it, it is a cold virus. It's coronavirus. So a lot of people will focus on the cold-like symptoms, but not everyone gets that. It seems like in a lot of cases, it, it was really more about a fever that people got that was pretty strong. And uh, people have wondered, too, about whether or not it's actually infecting neurons or, or parts of your brain, which is causing the respiratory issues, too. Mm. Now, all of that's very... Very, very preliminary, though. I mean, we're just learning about this. We don't really know a lot of things. And so one of the things that actually concerned me the most, I found out, is there's a recent paper that showed that in China, unlike what I'd heard in some of the first reports, actually many children were getting infected, too. And some of them, it was severe, and some of them had actually died, too. That, that was really concerning to me because I got two little kids. Like I, have a, I have a four-year-old and a and a one-year-old, and I thought, you know, they're going to be okay. 
Right. And it's really all of us old people have to worry. Well, that's actually not necessarily the case either. I mean, we're, we're still getting a handle on really just basic things like that. And we don't, we don't have information uh, to really give definitive advice. So even everything I just said now, uh, listeners should just understand that this is very rapidly moving and it's tentative. Uh, and so, so it's one of those things where we need, we need just time to figure this out. Right. Joshua Swamidas is with us. He's a physician who uses AI to explore science at the intersection of medicine, biology, and chemistry. If you're interested in asking the doctor some questions about COVID-19, you can go onto Facebook 101.5 Word FM or the Ride Home with John and Kathy and put your question down. Joshua, I'm interested in um, a statement you made earlier on the rapid advances that science uh, is making at this point. And for those of us who aren't scientists, we can't appreciate that. I think um, those of us who are civilians look at science and say, well, come on, you guys, like, get it together. Like, why can't you come up with a vaccine? And how about you tell us where this came from? And how about you guys move faster so that we can all get back to normal life? Um, And I think the reality is that there are so many shockingly amazing things that are happening so much more quickly than they ever have before. I wonder if you can tell us about some of those. Yeah, so there's already drug trials that have started across the world to test about whether there's whether drugs that uh, are already on the market might actually be able to be useful. We don't know yet. There's already vaccines that are in trials. Um, in New York, they're actually talking about uh, looking at people who've recovered from the virus and taking parts of uh, parts of their blood and giving it back to patients that actually have it to see if that works. And there's trials that are just beginning on that right now too. You know, it's we're just in a completely different time and place than in 1918 with the Spanish flu. Even just on the basic fact that, you know, I mean, I'm at home. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not wealthy. I'm middle class. But somehow I can I can still watch movies, be on the Internet. I can, I, I can actually interview with you right now in Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, I, I, we get the groceries delivered to us. And somehow, you know, us being... Uh, you know, sheltering in place is far easier now than it would have been 100 years ago, right? That's not right. And, you know, 100 years ago, they just had no, uh, they, they just didn't have, they didn't even know what DNA was, right? Mm-hmm. Right now we have the genome of this virus, we're sequencing it, we're watching it as it progresses. We're all, we're not going to newspapers to figure out what's going on. We're going to the internet and watching real-time displays of data and all that. It's just, it's a different world right now than 100 years ago. And, and that, that should make us hopeful in many ways. Yes. We're going to be able to get more information. We're going to have the best minds across the globe, across the globe actually working together for getting solutions to this and sharing best practices. That's, that's, something to have you know hope and i think one thing i think there's actually probably two major lessons that are probably going to be enduring or at least i hope or i think will become enduring from this experience we're going through one is i think this virus really reminds us that we're a lot more connected to one another than we might think mm-hmm. you know something that happens over in china in a market the person getting fever could actually end up shutting down everything here in the United States. Right. I don't, I don't know if we all understood that. We were all that connected. I mean, I certainly didn't perceive it that way. I think the other thing too that 
that I think we're seeing is that science really matters in ways that are really fundamental, that transcend politics. It's remarkable to me that we're in the middle of a presidential election, aren't we? And it's hard to even make headspace to think about politics. And our, and our, 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 uh, our public square is so dominated by politics. But I think this reminds us that there's things out there that are more important than politics. Yeah, maybe it's a wake-up call. Dr. Joshua Swamidas is with us. He is his most recent book is called The Genealogical Adam and Eve, The Surprising Science of Universal Ancestry. We're talking about all things coronavirus. Questions are lining up online. When we come back, we'll be able to take those questions and uh, give them to Dr. Swamidas and find some answers. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323, 800-494-2323, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. This Lenten season, Bistro to Go is breaking with tradition to keep tradition alive. For the first time ever, Bistro to Go on the north side has fried something. Crispy, flaky, tasty white fish fried a perfect golden brown just for you and your family. Get four for 44. That's four portions of fish fried or baked, plus mac and cheese and coleslaw for just 44 bucks. Order an hour ahead and Bistro to Go will have it hot and ready for curbside pickup straight to your trunk. Feed a family of four for 44 with bistrowingcompany.com. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit JD waterproofing.com you invest in things that are important to you whether it's your home your car or your mattress you want to know that you're getting the best product at a fair price that will meet or exceed your needs at the original mattress factory our factory direct model and knowledgeable sales staff are here to help we'll walk you through the process and ensure that you get a high quality product at a price that works for you visit originalmattress.com or a store near you to see the omf difference for yourself we are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 word fm pittsburgh at wordfm.com the word fm mobile app by heart tune in and at radio.com tonight mild with periods of rain in the low 48 
Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a high 63. Tomorrow night, mild with times of rain and a thunderstorm. Some will be heavy late. Watch for flooding with a low 50. Saturday, variable cloudiness with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm with a high 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Dr. Joshua Swamidas is with us. He's a regular guest on our show, the author of The Genealogical Adam and Eve, The Surprising Science of Universal Ancestry. We're just uh, going to have a couple minutes with the doctor. If you'd like to ask some questions about the coronavirus, um, he's willing to answer them for you. So find us on Facebook. We'll look at our live stream, either The Ride Home with John and Kathy or 101.5 Word FM. Very nice. So Kate uh, asked this question, uh, Dr. Swamidas. Uh, Kate asked this. Uh, is the coronavirus the type that only comes around every 100 to 200 years, like the Spanish flu, and we just caught it early? Or is this a more typical thing that we see every 10 to 20 years, like H1N1, and we caught it early, but the media and politicians have just taken it and run with it and has morphed into this huge thing? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you have to wonder, is this just being overblown? Because H1N1 was serious, but it didn't need to this you know, gigantic reaction we're seeing, especially you know, with the pol- politics lens that we sometimes have, you have to wonder if there is like, you know, some other motivations you might wonder. Well, just keep in mind, though, that this is happening across the globe, not just in the United States. And a lot of people are dying right now. And so, yes, oh, by the way, a lot of people are dying, and we're not even into the thick of it yet. A lot more people are going to die than have already died. Mm-hmm. And so that, that alone should tell you that, you know, maybe this is a little bit different than H1N1. Mm-hmm. It is actually a lot closer to the Spanish flu. And the reason why is that it's really, really transmissible. Right. And so if you look at SARS back in the early 2000s, it was more deadly actually Um, if you got SARS or if you got Ebola even you know it's there's a pretty good chance you're gonna die I mean it might be up to 50% or like we're in 80% I think with Ebola at times and the difference with coronavirus is that um, yeah you're less likely to die but you're it's really likely to get transmitted Mm In fact, we don't even know how transmissible it is. One of the real realities, part of the reason why even talking about symptoms is a bit tricky, is one of the big questions is that is it possible there's just asymptomatic people out there that are passing it on right. people, mm-hmm. shedding viruses? And so you might have coronavirus and just not know and have no way of knowing until you get tested. And so we, like, these are like the big questions we don't have. Now, that, that, that would never happen with Ebola. There's no one out there who's asymptomatic with Ebola who's mm. passing it on to lots of people. Okay. I see. There's no one out there with SARS who's asymptomatic who's just like infecting tons and tons of people. There's no one like that. Okay. Uh, but but with, with coronavirus, it has lower mortality, but it's just going to spread or it has spread to far more people than those diseases ever did. Joshua, you mentioned how many people have, have died um, as a result of COVID-19. What about the large numbers of people who have gotten it and have recovered? Um, we're starting to hear more of those stories now. We had um, a guest on our program just this week, a local person, um, who is one of uh, three people in a church community who got it and is in recovery. Uh, talk about the stories that you've heard and what we can learn from them. Yeah, so if you get the virus, you shouldn't be ashamed and you shouldn't panic 
if you just get help from a physician. It turns out that the vast majority of people who get it, even in China, where the mortality was the highest, the vast majority of people who got it ended up ended up being okay a couple weeks later. Not only that, they got antibodies that were pretty strong that people are hopeful are going to be protected to being infected again. So that's going to be the most likely outcome, and that's why you shouldn't panic if you get it. Okay. The problem is that for a good number of people, they uh, it, it doesn't go that way. Now, the, the the stories of what people are telling about their infections are interesting and important to look at because you'll find out that, that a lot of them will report that it was just a very different sort of sickness than they had before. It wasn't like the flu and it wasn't like the cold. It was really high fevers, and um, and and you know, and, and and most of them recovered, though some people, unfortunately, just not. Mm-hmm. So, Joshua, here we are in Pittsburgh. You're in St. Louis, right? Yeah. So uh, we hear New York City is a hot spot. Before that, Seattle was a hot spot. I'm reading in the. And I was in, in Seattle actually in January giving a talk. Oh, okay. Um, in a, so that, that had me concerned. I'm sure it did, <laughs> right? So you're saying, and I've read this as well, that the worst is yet to come. So are we in Pittsburgh, you in St. Louis, the worst is yet to come? Is that a week away, 10 days away, two weeks away? And when that comes, I mean, is it 20% of the population, 50% of the population? What's it going to look like? The first thing to disclose is that I'm not an expert on this. Yeah. I'm not an epidemiologist. Right. And the next thing to disclose is that when you talk to epidemiologists, that they don't know either. There's really a wide range of estimates. Some people say in a best-case scenario, which a lot of people are hoping for, maybe it wouldn't be bad as bad as we think. But, you know, in some of the worst-case scenarios in the United States alone, it could be over 2 million people dying. And, to, and for a reference, that's like that's 50 times worse than the than the seasonal flu. And you might think, well, wait a minute, that's just a few million people. There's 300 million people in this country. No big deal, right? No, no, no. But but think about that just a little bit. That means that every single one of us would know several people that died. Yeah. It means that, and it would, you know, it would impact older people more. That means that imagine. You know, 25% of the grandparents that you know right. just being gone. I mean, this would be this would be hugely tragic. I, we've never really um, experienced losses like that, except you know, in, in war times. Right. Okay. So, what about going out now? Look, Kath and I, our producer Mike, we're here. We're at work. We're in studio. Um, I've been out and about there are in, in many places, like you know. Uh, it, it's desolate. There's nobody out. Other places you go to, you go to the grocery store, You look, the, the uh, parking lots are still packed. People are still congregating. I mean, are we essentially just rolling the dice by being out in public? Yeah, we are. I think um, in the end, you know, if you're out in public without other people, that's one thing. So, you know, going out with your um, your husband or wife, you know, jogging, Isolated is not is not a problem, right. but but you know, going to an Easter service is extremely irresponsible at this point. 
Um, you know, that, that, that's kind of what the difference is. And, you know, we also need to eat, right? So, yeah, you have to weigh the balances and balance, you know, back and forth in terms of going to a supermarket and things like that. So, so there's some stuff that we have to do, but the whole point is we want to minimize it. The way how this works is that uh, the, the virus doesn't stick around, we think, in people for the long term, right? And if it does, we find carriers, we'll have to deal with that. But uh, what that means, though, is that there's just a window of time when a person is um, actually infectious. And if we can reduce the number of contacts during that time, we can reduce the chances that that person will pass it on to more than one other person. If they pass it on to more than one other person, it's spreading. But here's the cool thing. If they pass it on to, on average, less than one person, then it's, the virus will just die out. And so we don't have to be perfect at preventing spread. We just have to keep it less than one mm-hmm. for every person that gets infected. Mm-hmm. And then and then it'll go away. All right. Our time's almost up, uh, Jonathan, and we want to thank you so much for it. But before you go, talk about, you know, people are afraid. People are uh, unsure about how to approach their daily life. Some people are driving each other crazy at home. Um, (laughs) You know, there's all sorts of, you know, there's a a wide range of how people are responding to this. Um, How is your faith in Jesus figuring into these uncertain times? Yeah, that's a a great question. I think that this is one of those things where, you know, Easter is important to me. We talked a lot last time about the resurrection, and I really look forward to Easter. I think it's one of those times where not only the church gathers, but that's also when a lot of seekers come into the church, right? And that's not going to happen this year. At least it shouldn't happen. And that, that has me really wondering about, you know, how do we really—maybe this is something we should have been thinking about a long time ago, but how do we think about— how the gospel goes out on Easter when we don't gather in a church? Mm-hmm. How do we actually be people that are going to be sharing that to one another when we're not even necessarily in close contact with our coworkers and our friends and our families? I think that's going to be a real question I think the church needs to really start thinking through. Mm-hmm. Because what gives us hope when a loved person dies or a loved one dies or, or, or if we're facing that is that we know that this isn't everything, that there's things that are greater than this life. And we're all facing our mortality now in a new way, in a different way. And how do we share the hope that we have in this changing environment? That's Dr. Jonathan Swamidas. Jonathan is a scientist. Or what, did I, what did I call him, Jonathan? Yeah. I'm sorry, Joshua. <laughs> It's not like we just okay. met. I'm sorry to have messed that up. Joshua Swami does. Beloved, right? <laughs> yes, you are beloved. I mean, I really do like you. Um, scientist, physician, associate professor of laboratory and genomic medicine at Washington University in St. Louis. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks a lot for having me. Uh-huh. Our pleasure. Stay safe out there. We'll take a quick break and uh, come back. Um, we're going to talk about some weird stuff. So Some good stuff. Some kind of strange not weird. Right, weird. I mean, some of it might be weird. Word FM. Next time on Orchard Hill Today. Someone is contemplative in in their thought and they want to make sure that probably as in every other area of their life that they're following their principles and values. This week, Dr. Kirk Yorkland and Joe Haldeman will be joined by Krista Thompson, corporate attorney and member of Orchard Hill Church, as they respond to questions submitted by our listeners in our Ask a Pastor broadcast. 
Be sure to join us weekday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Orchard Hill Today on 101.5 Word FM. Maybe you could relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare, and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So, yes, they can help share your needs, too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative. Whether you're single or married, you got a family, MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Hi, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Springhouse? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your Springhouse Easter goodies. Our hickory smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half, and we'll send along cooking instructions, too. Mmm, how about Springhouse scalloped potatoes and homemade applesauce to go without ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch Springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them, too. Easter also means our annual Springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at springhousemarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84, Pennsylvania. Here's Howie Long for Skechers Wide Fit. Regular shoes feel cramped and uncomfortable, kind of like getting stuck in the middle seat of an airplane. Excuse me, that's my armrest. I'm pretty sure that's my armrest. But wide fit shoes from Skechers feel like this. Mr. Long, you've been upgraded. That's why I wear Skechers Wide Fit. They've got extra room throughout, plus Skechers exclusive air cooled memory foam. They're like first class for your feet. Find Skechers Wide Fit at a Skechers store near you or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Do you ever subscribe to people? <laughs> no, I have, I have a personal rule. What, no I've People magazine my, in the house? I've had it my whole life. You want to hear this? Yeah, yeah. The only time I ever permitted myself to buy People magazine mm-hmm. is if I was going on an airplane. Really? <laughs> oh, that's kind of random. I just, is that random? Why is that? Well, I think because I didn't want to waste my time reading something stupid like that. Right. But for some reason, that regulation was lifted when I was going to be you on know, plane, yeah. in a seat for a long Idle period time, of time. Right? Right. I mean, here's the weird thing. You know, in the debacle that has become, you know, publishing... People Magazine is still thriving. The circulation is still strong, which tells you a lot. I cannot believe that. No, no. People want to know, and more than anything, they want to see the glossy celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? First of all, that's very sad and pathetic, but it's making me laugh right now because you've given me this article from the Washington Post Mm -hmm. by Emily R. In the latest issue of In Touch Magazine, between stories about Ben... Wait, wait, This is not In Touch. No, it's not. It's not Chuck Swindoll In Touch. It's a different one. In Touch Magazine. Although, if Chuck's talking about this, that's a big surprise for all of us. You know the coronavirus has come. <laughs> In the latest issue of In Touch Magazine, between stories about Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas, I don't even know who that know is. is, New Romance, and Khloe Kardashian's crazy workouts. Oh, yeah. K-R-A-Z-Y. 
There's a jolting five-page spread, Coronavirus Attacks Hollywood, the headline screams. Now, while it, while it may be typical dramatic tabloid headline, the frantic tone oddly captures the weird time we're in, where mm-hmm. we're talking about the coronavirus, while at the same time, we really need to know that Dennis Quaid, age 65, is engaged to a 26-year-old. Right. But it, the wedding's been delayed. I know this. Because of why? The coronavirus. How do you know that? Because you know I'm reading. Okay. Uh, no, because I've read the article. Pharrell's $16.9 million mansions for sale. That's you nice. You can go online and look at the rooms. You can do very well wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Anyway, did you ever find any interest in these magazines? No. I mean, like you. Well, you lived in New York, though. Like, you have to have read the New York Post. Oh yeah, yeah, well, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not in Touch Magazine. No, it's I'm not, not saying. It's not I'm not trying magazine. to. I'm not trying to make them an equivalent. But I'm just saying there has to be part of you that would, like went to the bottom dwelling news sites oh, every course. once in a while. I read, you know, the New York Post daily, because you know you read the Times, which at the time for me was you know sensible information. Then you read, you know, the New York Daily News, which was kind of like a mm-hmm. mix of the things. And then the Post was always the crazy, wacky stories, you know. People, it wasn't Mad Magazine, but it wasn't. It was pretty close. Right. Seriously, it was. But, you know, there's something that's comforting in a way. About, about the mundaneness. About People Magazine. Because what they do is they mix up the celebrity with the sentimental. You know, they'll have stories about lost kids or, you know, being found again and good news about dogs or whatever. And there's this weird kind of crazy mix that in times like this, I wouldn't mind looking at People Magazine yeah, tonight. I guess that's a Seriously. good point. Remember the, uh, you know, like, say, last night was the Emmy Awards, and you get to see, you know, all the 16 women that wore a pink dress. Right. Who wore it best. Yeah. Or, you know, the Tony Awards, which have just been canceled or postponed. Mm -hmm. You know, what crazy thing happened on stage, and are they ever going to air it again because nobody watches award shows anymore? I mean, pre-internet, these things were massive. Star, National Enquirer, all that stuff. See, now, the Star and National Enquirer, to me, are aggressively... Uh, negative. Oh, really? And and at least People Magazine, it might be entertainment-based, but I don't look at it and say, wow, that's a bunch of fabrications, yeah. where that's what I think of when I see the National Enquirer and the Star. I think, that, I think they're evil in a lot of well, ways. Well, how you, about... When you say evil, I look at like that uh, tabloid show, because you know, that's the, the, uh, the electronic equivalent, like TMZ, right? Okay. You know what that is? I mean, is that a TV show? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen their- It's on like at 7 o'clock and it's somebody, like- That's a show? Yeah. TMZ is a show. Oh, it is. And they're chasing celebrities, you know, um, the paparazzi and all that whole what thing. What have I missed? Nothing much. No, when I see that, you know, I'm just flipping my go, oh, look at that. Oh, they're just dissecting some poor souls. It's awful. You know, who's been crushed by some malady who's was once a famous celebrity and now has gained right. 30 pounds or something oh. like that. That kind of stuff. Can you imagine? It's know. no wonder that the two royals decide, you know what, I'm done with this royal thing. Right. Oh, speaking of the royals, I, I did oh, see. Yeah, Prince Charles has the coronavirus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an equal opportunity virus. He probably got a quick test. Probably. See, there's another thing as it well, is. right? All it the is. celebrities, all the it NBA is. guys, yeah, all the and movie, I, and I, Right. All the I was stars. reading an article by a physician how in did Florida. They get the test? A phys- well, you know how they got it in the NBA is the team paid for private testing for everybody involved in the organization. Oh, sure. So well, there was a, a physician. How Tom Hanks get one? A physician. Well, how do you think he got yeah, one? Yeah, He's Tom right, Hanks. Right, yeah, right, right, right. But a physician in Florida who's on the front lines said this is ridiculous. You know, people who work in healthcare should be the ones that are getting the tests first. Right. And I think, can't we all just agree on that? Say, okay, if you're a professional sports hero, uh, you know, get in line. Oh, it's too late now because, you know, there's no sports. So it is what it is. Well, yeah, but, there's st- but even if there isn't sports, they're still getting tested I faster. Guess, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. 
get in line. Get in line. Okay, get in line. We're going to pray. We're going to read scripture when we come back. Yes. Stick around for that, please. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company and other factors. Not available in all states. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry. It celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. The message, Liberty Mutual Insurance, customizes your coverage so you only pay for what you need, is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance where you can customize your coverage so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. Christians around the world are responding to the needs of their community and the longings of their own hearts uh, in this period of unbelievable uncertainty. And one of the things that's been very moving to both John and I is um, people who are taking very seriously uh, the call to read scripture aloud and to read big chunks of scripture aloud with, with, uh, we're not going to do exposition We're not going to explain it, but every day on the show until this is over, we're going to take a portion of it and we're actually going to read the scripture. And so this is day one. We're going to read Psalm 46. This is the word of God. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. 
Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God himself lives in that city. It cannot be destroyed. God will protect it at the break of day. The nations are in an uproar and kingdoms crumble, but God thunders and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought to the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob, he is our fortress. Amen. Psalm 46. We would encourage you as well to sit around your table this Mm -hmm. evening, to read scripture with your family. If you're home alone, it would still give you great comfort to read it out loud. Yeah, read it out loud. There's, of course, something that's beautiful and powerful about God's holy word heard in your own voice. Mm -hmm. Hey, thanks as always for being with us. Uh, We, of course, are um, broadcasting live on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM, or The Right Home with John and Kathy. Hope you stop by and see that and comment as well. Uh, In the meantime, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night, Pittsburgh. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.